1: So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche post game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get a bunch of amazing bonuses. I'm your host Rudo, joined today by Evan Rao and Blaze Hunter to talk about a game of hockey. It was indeed a game of hockey. Uh, Avs lose three to nothing to Vegas. The fourth game of the series, they end up splitting 2-2. None of them go to overtime, so a perfectly even split. Uh, <laughs> the Avs offense just didn't get the job done tonight. And you know what? Credit to Marc-Andre Fleury. He played great, made the saves he had to make, but just didn't quite get put together, did it? Math was
0: unstoppable.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Or actually, it, stopped everything in front of him. It was unreal.
1: There you go. There you go. Um, it Through the first two periods, he played well. He made the quality saves. There, The Avs had legitimate high-danger chances that he stopped, uh, even if they were a bit few and far between. We'll get into that in a bit. Uh, and then in the third period, it, I, I don't know. The, the chaos happened, and it was clear that the Avs just weren't going to score a goal in this game. But, I mean, look, it is what it is to me. I, I don't... Think this is that big of a deal? One, because no goalie's going to play like this every night. Even though Flurry did play very, very well in this series. Two, these are two good teams. The Avs certainly didn't bring their A game tonight. And when you're probably talking about the two good, te- the two best teams in the Western bracket, not the division, but the whole west side of the playoffs, whatever you want to call it, I'd.
2: That you're going to lose some games to the to the other quality teams in your area. So, i I think what this series has taught the Avs is kind of like St. Louis last couple years. You can't get behind this team. Yep. Like once Vegas gets ahead, then they are going to do what they do, and that's I I felt like they controlled eighty percent of the first period, and then once they got that goal, they kind of stepped on it a little bit, and then from there it was just they sat back and let Flurry do his thing, but. It, it really felt like they dictated the play for the first two periods. And the Avs got a couple chances, but it was just kind of one and done. And yeah, then yeah. it was a little bit few and far between. So that it happens. This is, it's a good team you're playing. Um, that's, it's going to happen every once in a while. The Avs just weren't on their game, and a good team took advantage. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: I, Go ahead. I, feel, I was just going to say, the Avs started playing – Vegas's game, and that's never going to yeah. end well for them. Um, they just play that big physical game. There's not a lot of flow to it, right? But they just they create chances out of it, and that's not yeah. the Abs game at all. I mean,
1: five minutes to go in the first period, and the Abs had what two shots on goal? I, right into Vegas's hands for sure. Yeah, yeah. it it's tough, and and that's going to happen some nights. Uh, I look. Yes, the abs got shut out twice in this series, but they also won the other two games. I, yeah, you know I, the the offense. Maybe you can ask some questions about some of that. You write off because Flurry played great. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is is the wins and the losses, the two points and the zero points, and splitting the series is fine. You don't you didn't lose any ground. Yeah, you you kind of lost an opportunity to gain ground on Vegas if you're the abs in this game. But they didn't lose any ground in this series either. And that's not going to kill you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, especially so, since they were shorthand at the first two games. Yeah, so, exactly. Old court and hopefully live to fight another day here when they face off against him in whatever, a couple weeks. Yep.
1: Um, I think the point that you mentioned there, Evan, and, and Blaze, you were alluding to, too, was a lot of one and done hockey here for the Avs offensively and. When you have a goaltender like the way Flurry was playing in this game, you have to know that you're not going to beat him with a clean goal. You have to get something dirty, get something going in there to to create a goal. And there just wasn't enough of it tonight. I, I think it it goes even wider than that. Even look at the quality opportunities that the Avs had. It was just that little bit off cross ice pass to Kadri has to collect it instead of one timing it to fire it in allows Flurry to get slightly over a bit further and make the save plays like that were happening all over the night all over the ice tonight for the avs so and, uh, is is there something you look at how do you improve that if you're the avs do you just say hey you shake it off play better next game or what Whew. i think
0: for this one right like it's let's just get it all out like have yeah. the avs just get it all out of their system and then they can move forward again like it looked like they were just trying to set up too many pretty plays to try to score when like they just needed to get the puck to the front of the net and crash the net and try to get something past uh, flurry
2: because he was
0: unreal tonight.
2: Yeah. Tonight was not a night where a pretty goal was going to do it. Uh, you know, it's just need to be more crash and bang hockey and the abs were just, they didn't have their legs for the first 15 minutes of the game or so. And then, yeah, from there they were just kind of playing catch up. So, um it happens these games are, they'll happen you know if, if you don't have your game from the start it's kind of hard to get it going against a good team like that it's, this isn't like anaheim where you can probably have a period like that and just bounce back and maybe find your game in the second period uh vegas is just too good for that to happen and yep they were able to I, we talked about it the other night mark stone was kind of a non-factor he was a factor tonight He he was breaking up passes left and right and you know, that's that's what he can do for that team. Calvert wanted a piece of him there at the end of the game. <laughs> Who didn't Calvert want a piece of him <laughs> at the end there? I love they cut that Calvert in the penalty box and you're just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> just leaning over, like, yep. <laughs> just let me go to the locker room.
0: Oh, nothing pisses off a player more than when you, like, go and engage and then you just let go and let the guy fall. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. What do you need Ryan Reeves for if Calvert can dunk on him like that? That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And I see people getting worked up, obviously, over Will Carrier at the end. It's just like uh, this guy's insignificant. Just let it yeah. go. <laughs> he's no, he's a nothing. Like he's just a fourth line dude. Just you know, don't don't let guys like that bother you. <laughs> I, I
1: mean, arguably shouldn't have even been playing in this game based on the hit he made on Landy, but. Yeah, for sure. Not uh not going to have a major impact on the series to say the list. Uh thank you for the super chat vaguely sober. Uh he's not trying to get his career ended by concussion, but I mean he but, only knows one way how to yeah. play. exactly, exactly he right. Play. He's got one speed and that's just how he plays hockey and <laughs> it's get- yeah. Sorry. It's one of those situations with Calvert where He's not, there's a reason he's a bottom six player, right? He doesn't quite have the hands. He doesn't quite have the ability to to be a top six score producer type of player. So he knows he has to play a certain way to guarantee space and time in the lineup for himself every single night. It's it's just part of the way of bottom six NHL hockey sometimes.
0: <laughs> I just had that same thought though. That's hilarious. <laughs> 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 when you started getting into it, it's like, He really just wants to go back on
1: uh, IR real fast. I mean, you see Reeves just like shove his head down, and you're like, "Mm."
2: "Not good." "Mm." (laughs) You play your whole career a certain way. You just, I think he understands. That's just how he made it. (laughs) He can't really stop now. Zero percent chance that that's
1: actually AJ. There's no way he made that. um, anyway, <laughs> I, and Zeke, you do bring up a good point here. The Vegas series, at least the, the four-game series, is done. They don't play Vegas again for a bit here. They go into Minnesota on Wednesday. They have the back-to-back against Arizona, and then it's, I think this start of March, it's San Jose to kick it off, right? So they went toe-to-toe with Vegas. Expectations have to be high against these weaker teams.
2: Yeah, and most of March is at home. If I like yeah, I feel like ninety like percent of the, of the March games are at home. home. It's insane. It's yeah. insane. So it's definitely in the month to uh hopefully take advantage of this schedule. And now that right now they are healthy, hopefully that continues. You can't say for sure with this team, but <laughs> you'd hope that a healthy team can take advantage of these weaker weaker opponents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You would have to think so, and I think that's if you're looking for a positive takeaway from this game, The Avs certainly didn't bring their a game and it cost them against Vegas, but weaker teams, this game is probably just fine.
2: If you don't run into a wicked hot goalie, the AVs easily score three goals in this game. Yeah, and we we do have, you got to give Vegas credit. Like, a part of the reason why the Avs struggled is because Vegas was really good defensively. Yep. They sure. gave up a few chances, but the Avs had nothing in the first period. Like, they were creating nothing because Vegas just wasn't giving them any time and space. And if you watch them, it was all five guys back. Like, McKinnon couldn't skate through everyone because they were all back. Like, you just can't do that when it's five guys there. So, yeah, Vegas deserves a lot of credit. If the Avs play, if they have an off game but still get high danger chances like that game against most teams, they're going to be just fine.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Agreed. And yeah,
1: Vegas. It's an interesting stylistic matchup because for the most part in this series, we've seen which team imposes their will on the game usually ends up winning it. We saw this game. Obviously Vegas played to a T to their style. The outdoor game was very much, the Avs leaning, particularly with the good ice in the evening, the Avs got to play that higher pace game a little bit. And same with the other game that they won. There was a lot of offense being generated. They fell off in the third period in that one, but, you know. What? It's it's a clash of styles, and and the team that can force the other team to play the way they want them to play has won so far in this series.
2: Yeah, so. yeah it's um. Important to get not get too high or too low, I guess, in the, a series like this. But it's also, I mean, I, f- I feel like these last four games have just been a preview of what you're going to see in the postseason. And I don't think either of these teams is really going to run away from the other one. Yeah, I, I think these teams are on a crash course, basically.
0: What's crazy that is that the Avs had nothing going on in the first, and yet still outshot the Knights.
1: Yeah. So the third period took over.
0: Yeah, I think Vegas no. just
2: stopped trying
1: to shoot. <laughs> Definitely some score effects in the third there. I would agree, but defensive positioning. <laughs> I mean, look at you can't look at how the periods ended up. It was shots were like eight to two with five minutes left in the first, and the period ended up ten to eight. So the ABS did have their pushback moments in the game. Second period ended up twelve to eleven. It's just like you guys had already mentioned, their pushback moments were a great two-on-one opportunity that Flurry makes a save or a two-on-one opportunity where bafflingly the Avs decide to pass instead of take the shot. Just moments where the generation of opportunities came, but the follow-up decisions weren't there. The follow-up hard work to dig out a rebound to maintain possession wasn't there. So yeah, I don't, I don't want to call it good process because the second half of the process was bad, but They gave themselves chances to do the right thing and just couldn't get over the finish line. So we can take our first period break there as we are sponsored by Breckenridge Brew. We got a Vanilla Porter Jr. right here for you. Go grab one at the DNVR bar. Eight different types of DNVR Breckenridge Brew on tap there. You can also call the farmhouse 303-803-1380 and use that DNVR code to save $5 off of your order of Breck Brew. We also have Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed live. Also available at the Breckenridge, not at Breckenridge, at the DNVR bar next to the Breckenridge brew. Get it cold brew down there. You can use code DNVR20 at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you order to save 20% off your first purchase. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's talk a little bit about what went wrong on the goals for the avalanche here because the first period Grubauer played great. 100% kept the abs in this game and, and gave them an opportunity to do clear out a first period that was not particularly effective, at least for the most part for the abs. Then you get into the second period and obviously first goal comes on the power play, you know, option one is always just don't take the penalty. Right. But you saw a theme, through all three of these goals where an avalanche defenseman gets beat. First goal, Ryan Graves gets roasted up the middle by Alex Tuck. Just not even close. That's a, that's an issue you you're going to see with Graves a lot, but how do you prevent that on the PK? That,
2: that was uh, how a power play coach draws up the, the break in essentially you got two guys coming in full speed against guys who are just not moving. And Alex Tuck is a great skater. And he had, as soon as the puck got to him, it was over. Like yep. Graves is not going to recover there. And Jost, you can see he tried to get a stick and it just wasn't enough. So, uh, yeah, I mean, where that pr- play kind of breaks down is in the neutral zone where these guys just have too much speed coming in. So it I'll happens. Find a way to slow him down
1: before yeah. that.
2: Because yeah. we all, I mean, we know Graves is, if he if he if someone gets a step on him it's over like yep. that's just the reality he knows it too so yeah not 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 an ideal uh defending on the break in there yeah meanwhile vegas did their research
0: and looked at some of the uh entry zone plays that the avs had and just made sure that it wasn't going to happen yeah
1: <laughs> I, avs uh definitely a bit of a struggle trying to connect and it, Honestly, I, I'm trying to think of a single time that they got fully set up in the offensive zone, and there's
2: not much of it tonight. Most of their chances were off the rush. So, yeah, you could. I feel like the Vegas Petrangelo showed his clip of yelling "Oh boy!" <laughs> on the, because any anytime McKinnon had the puck coming down, he had two or three for Vegas forwards chasing him. Like he knew that uh, the forwards knew that they had to be on the guy and just not give. I guess not give him that much space in the neutral zone. For sure, it, they uh, they had a game plan. We'll put it that way.
1: Uh, the, they they knew that the Avs were going to try and rely on on speed to beat them, and, and the speed was there at times. But they understood not to let the Avs get consistent pressure offensively, and and they, and they had a good game plan to deny that, whether it be breaking it up at the blue line or. I mean, let's be honest, simply outworking the abs a lot of the time in, in their own zone to to get rebounds and collect pucks and get them going the correct direction. Uh, second goal. Uh, this one's just pretty unfortunate, right? Kale McCarr does get a little bit beat on the outside by Tuck, which it's not like he got completely bodied. He kept up with him, didn't let him have a clean angle into the net. But even that, the way Kale McCarr skates is unusual.
2: I'd have to see it again, but yeah, if you getting beat to the outside is not if you're going to get beat, get beat to the sure. outside. Don't let him into the center of the ice. So, yeah, I mean, this was just more of a unfortunate bounce. And then, yeah, Grubauer the-
1: makes the save right
0: into Byram's skate. What do you do? Yeah. yeah, Byram almost had a chance to grab it out of the air too. There. Yeah, he took a whack at it, but <laughs> not quite. Uh, just, just didn't connect.
1: Not quite there. Welcome to the league, rookie. Watch your skates. <laughs> That's uh, that's two own goals in two games for him, technically.
0: Yeah, that's a he'll, bummer. He'll he, get he, one in
1: the other net soon, I believe. He
0: did struggle tonight, though, watching him. He just looked like he was struggling out there. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, who fell coming into the zone there? Was that from the Vegas Knights? Uh, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Petrangelo fell, and he just, like, sealed him off.
0: Yeah, like, that's the correct play.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Got a, got
1: I got mean, a little what? angry about that.
2: Are you talking about what yeah. Tuck fell? it wasn't yeah. Petrangelo's
1: was tuck, yeah, wasn't, yeah. yeah, right. I
2: mean, he he did kind of put his butt into him, but it wasn't like that egregious. Well, yeah, like he. It wasn't like Z off. throwing Eichel's face into the boards a couple <laughs> years ago after the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> like Tuck was gonna try and like ride the boards forward
1: and like spread out some of the energy and Byron was just like, no, I'm making you run directly into the (laughs) boards, bro.
0: I mean, yeah, it's, it's the right play, right? Like you separate the, basically the player from the puck, like if he goes soft there and tuck gets up and just, you know, pushes the puck down, it's a different story. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. It, it is what it is on that side. What did you guys think of the third period for buying, or at least late in the third period? Because I was actually pretty encouraged by the physicality he showed there. Um, you know, obviously Marchuso with the the dirty slash to the back of the knee, but you know Byram stood right up, hit a guy against the boards, and then he comes and takes a penalty against Petrangelo in the middle. Which, let's be honest, the game was <laughs> over, so who cares about that penalty?
0: But that's a frustration penalty right there. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it.
2: it this is kind of who he is, right? Like this is what he was in the WHL. He had a he's a little feisty guy, so it game. Reality was the game was over. It was 3 nothing. Just, it wasn't that bad. Like, just send a message and be done with it. I don't think the coaches are going to sit him down for anything like that. Just let it happen.
1: Yeah, I right. Exactly that. Um, and third goal, really quick here. We may have to come back to this, but on the third goal, the super weird situation with Makar halfway
2: going for a change and then giving up on it. Yeah, I don't, it looked like he was trying to get off the ice and he didn't get off the ice. He had to come back. So it's like either way, if he got off the ice, whoever got on the ice for him was probably screwed anyway. So it was just a bad situation all around. We can talk about that a little bit more. We do have AJ Haefeli, I believe,
1: live from the arena coming with us to talk about the locker room comments very quickly. And he's left the room. All right. AJ will be (laughs) back in a second. To tell you guys what happened in the locker room. Hopefully, there we go. He's back
3: now. Let's see if this works.
1: AJ can you hear us. Yeah, I
3: can hear you. All right, perfect. I My know bad. Gotta... I was pushing too many buttons on that one.
1: You good? I know you got to get out of here quick. So just, uh, just give us the locker room rundown.
3: You know, basically, uh, the players felt like the effort just wasn't good enough. They've set the standards a little higher this year for themselves and they didn't live up to that tonight. And that's ultimately what they felt like kind of led to the demise tonight. Why they, why they did not get any job done.
1: Yeah, definitely a fair assessment credit to flurry and Vegas where it's due, but I think everybody knows the Evs are capable of better than that. And we saw it earlier in this series, so so that's pretty straightforward. Uh, any any particular quotes or any takeaways you have from the game?
3: You know, Bednar, I thought Bednar was pretty spot on. I really, honestly, I really agreed with him uh, a lot in the post game, where he just said that their their execution was just bad. Yep. You know, it wasn't it wasn't so much that they weren't creating anything. Wasn't so much that they struggled with uh, a ton outside of their early game defense. It was really just they couldn't they couldn't finish anything, man. They didn't cash in on any of their chances. And he he said some of that credit certainly goes to Flurry, but if you look at, he pointed to the second Vegas goal and he said, "Look, that's that's a bad break for us, but that's also making your own luck. You know yeah. that's that's a great that's a great outlet pass. It's a great." play by Alex Tuck to get wide and beat Kale McCarr in a a way that we almost never see McCarr get beat. And it, uh, it paid off for him. He throws a puck at the net, gets stopped, but it goes off of Byram. Like that's a, that's a, that's a bad beat for the abs, but it's something that Vegas created entirely out of doing the good, the good and the right things that they should be doing.
1: You can't get beat bad. If you don't let them get to the river. That's uh, a very niche Texas Hold'em reference that I'm sure three people in the chat got. <laughs> uh, AJ, were there any takeaways from uh, from the heat late in this game? You get to be in the arena and, and see a little bit of everything off camera as well. And it's a 3-0 loss for the app that was pretty clear late in the third period. Is, is that of just what the, the scrumming was about, or is, is there a little bit more to that bad blood in this four-game series?
3: Yeah, I mean, you play you play an opponent that you have a lot of respect for four times in a row in a week. Uh, you're pretty over them. Yeah. So, no argument there. <laughs> I think I think it was just I think it was two teams that are just sick of seeing each other. They're sick of they've been they've been kind of going back and forth all week and I think they're I think they're just they're just over each other right now. So, I, um, for the record, um, just, just live, I don't know what it looked like on a slow motion replay, but live, I didn't really have a huge issue with the carry a shot at the end of the game that Grubauer was upset about. I, I can understand why Grubauer's like, it's three nothing. You don't need to do this, whether there's one second or not. <laughs> but I think it was just competitive people being pissed off that the other competitive people also exist
1: yeah I mean you might be able to make a case that it was a hair late, but i'm I'm gonna go against the uh the old boys hockey club here and i've never like unless the dude waits two full seconds after the horn to shoot it like I've never had a problem with that late shot i I don't get the big deal
3: yeah i mean it's a three nothing game uh and there's no upside to it if you score it's four nothing if you don't congrats you still won three nothing. Uh, so I think it's probably just viewed as, like, a sportsmanship thing. But when there's time on the clock, you're allowed to try and score. I and mean, the bench was yelling at him. Like, they were yelling to for him shoot. to shoot it. Yeah. You could very audibly hear that they were getting after him a little bit. So, so I, mean, I don't yeah. know. I just, that, that's how you build a rivalry, though, right? Like, somebody does something that the other team doesn't like, and you take it personally, and you make fun of the other guy's mom, and you're off and running. I mean – that's the whole
1: conversation around that uh or so Byram situation late in the third period, right? March so with the dirty slash to the back of the knee and then Byram goes crazy. <laughs> <Kinda>. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, everyone's, I'm not going to say it's going to happen because it's hockey and, and anything can happen throughout the rest of the season. There's a lot of games to go, but I think everyone kind of is on the track that, Look, these two teams are on a collision course in the playoffs, whether that be in the first or the second round or whatever.
2: Cheers and look like it's going to be in the first round. Yeah,
1: by the end of the year, whenever one of these teams gets eliminated, they are not going to like each other
2: at all if they don't already. So I don't think uh, any of these teams are going to like each other. They're going to play these teams eight times. <laughs> like, that's just, I don't like any of these. I'm already bored of, like, and annoyed with watching some of these games. Like, you're playing the same teams over and over again. And this is what's going to happen. Like, this is probably what the NHL wanted.
3: Yeah, you know, I think LA has won five games in a row. Uh, if, if, you have to play, if you have to choose between St. Louis or LA in the first round, I mean, just given Colorado's history with the Kings, do you really do you really want that in their first round? Maybe, maybe if if the Kings are going to come away with that fourth spot, maybe it's best that the Avs just finish second,
1: play in the middle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I kind of I kind of wish I had gone all in and gone with the Kings because I wanted to pick them for that fourth spot, but I didn't. But You're weak. I know. I can't even remember who I picked for the fourth spot. <laughs> I think I picked Minnesota. Ooh. That's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> there was no choices for that four spot.
1: <laughs> AJ, I know you got to get home, and I know they're closing down Ball Arena, so we're going to let you get out of here. Thank you very much for giving us the locker room vibe. We appreciate you. Feel free to go ahead and dip whenever you need to. That segment. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. When you sign up with a new account using code DNVR, you can get yourself a bunch of different amazing odds boosts, whether you have the odds boost on sports that they provide every single day, or you can just jump in and get their new sign-up bonuses. All new players, the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team, any basketball game this week, anyone, all they have to do is hit one three pointer in the game. Doesn't matter which team, you turn a $1 dollar into a hundred bucks. It's literally free hundred dollars. Free money. I, can uh, when is the last time there was a basketball game that happened without a three pointer? I legitimately don't know. It has to be like years
0: before they had the three point line.
1: <laughs> so it's basically free money. Jump on the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Get your opportunity. One three pointer turns $100 for you. Slam dunk offer won't be around forever. So jump on it now. Use that DNVR code once you download DraftKings Sportsbook from the App Store. Again, be sure to use code DNVR to let them know we sent you on over there. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Winnings paid out and four $25 free bets. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This series. I want to take a little bit of a wider look because let's face it. There's not a ton to talk about from the Avs in this game. They didn't execute. They got goal It is what it is. How do you all feel about the Vegas Avs matchup as a whole? AJ's talking about doesn't really want to play the Kings in the first round. If you have a choice, would you feel confident if you're the Avs going into Vegas? If you had a seven game series right now?
2: Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, I- assuming the abs are healthy yeah i think they have the high-end players to take care of business against vegas but it it, it's not going to be easy like they're they're not going to sweep any team or this team so uh, i but i still feel confident in a seven game series that mckinnon above all would win out against vegas yeah it
0: it has the potential to be the new rivalry at least for this year right so uh two great teams playing each other like that. And like, look at the games that we just saw. They were amazing. Um, you know, split, but I, I think the Avs, like Evan was saying, just have the higher in talent and that's going to win out in a long series.
2: So this is a, it's a series we've been waiting a few years to actually see. Yes. Yeah. I remember, what was it? Two years ago, maybe it's three the San Jose years Jose ago. A series. Yeah. Where
3: yeah. Well, even the then like
2: track, but <laughs> yeah. And I think even like the first year that the Avs made the playoffs. It seemed like they were on a collision course to play Vegas, and then they ended up in Nashville. So
3: yeah, it just right. always
2: seems to have missed out. So um, I think it'd be a great series either way. And these two teams are easily the best in this division, and I, I still would feel confident with the Avs against them.
1: All right. I, I don't disagree. My, my other question, I posed this to Twitter as well, and, and chat, feel free to jump in and answer this one too. How real is Marc Andre Fleury right now? He's been an absolute stud so far through this season, but how sustainable is that? Is this a guy that is having the year of his career at how old is he now? 37, 38? thirty-eight? Thirty six, I think. Thirty six, okay. Is he having the year of his career right now? Or is this a hot streak and he got hot too early? Not <laughs> gonna be not gonna be this hot when it counts in the playoffs.
2: I'm done predicting goalies, man.
0: (laughs) There's
2: just, that's the one position where you could get a great season or two out of a guy who's old. Like, you just never know. And it's not like this is, he had a bad year last year, but he's still, like, he's been a good goalie for Vegas for the most part. Um, and the scary thing, I guess, is they have Laner just sitting there. Yeah, like, when well, he gets I mean, healthy, he's been hurt. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> what so, happens when he
0: gets healthy though? If, if Mark Andre is playing like this, do you ride the hot yeah, how, hand?
2: How can you sit Flurry right now? Yeah, I mean, let's uh, go straight to their his agent on Twitter was Alan Warren, Alan Walsh. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to watch that situation in two months.
1: There's going to be a picture of Laner with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. <laughs>
2: So,
0: Goal, yeah, goalies are just crazy, though, right? Like, they just have hot years, and then they have years where they're just like total garbage, and you can't predict it. I mean, obviously, Pittsburgh thought they were making the right move when they got rid of Marc Andre Fuller, and look what he's done.
1: Yeah, and Pittsburgh goalie situation is kind of a mess. Now. it is rough. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely rough there. Most of chat seems to think that uh is a streak meister, can't consistently keep it up on this one. Which who, I, I who would need to agree with, but yeah, it's a
2: short year. Like it's not that's true. A goalie doesn't have to stay hot like eighty two games the whole season. Like short season, it could happen. You never know. Hot and healthy though for a thirty six year old that's going. Hot berserk. and healthy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's his profile on whatever the app
1: is called. That's, I that's like I feel like that's the slogan of the Avs right now. Hot and healthy. They're finally healthy, and they're always—they always have a bunch of male models. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Write it. Write yeah. it for the next month. I—I um, I think that's part of the situation for the Avs too here over the next not just month but the rest of the season. Honestly, this is going to be a slog. There is one two-day break for the rest of the year for Colorado. Other than that, it's games every other day or more. Uh, They're not going to have time to dwell on this loss because they have three games in the next five days. It's how
2: the goalie situation is what we're going to have to watch. in the next month,
1: right? Because Francis is still out for a while is is the quote. We have now indefinitely. (laughs) So
2: it went from day to day to week, to week, to long-term to now indefinitely. Like he's, just I'm, I'm just imagining him wasting away in bed or something like that like it's no one knows what happened like and none of us can really go to a practice so we didn't see what happened so yeah we're gonna we're gonna find out i asked about adam werner today i was like what's the plan like this is a what, what is he 22 23 he's just been he hasn't been able to get into a game like he can't do anything because it's a trickle down effect of this goaltending situation so sounds like Miska is the backup when they need a guy, which so know. Friday or yeah. Saturday yeah. and they're going to need a backup a lot yeah. <laughs> in the next two months. So, so Werner just a warm body on the backup right now. It sounds like, yeah, I would rather see Werner because same Miska is so wild and net. I feel like as a defense, that's going to fluster you a little bit. Whereas Werner, you know, he didn't have better numbers than the NHL, but I think you kind of know what to expect back there. He's going to take up, he's going to just rely on his positioning a little bit more. So, you know, I if, don't. <laughs> I mean, the question
1: here is: Miska has had two games in the NHL this year so far, and neither were particularly great. If he goes out there and and is the backup for the Arizona series and plays one of those games, and he lays another egg. How long can you keep that going with Werner chomping at the bit to try and get in? It, it doesn't seem sustainable to, to run with that because at this point we're just operating under the assumption that Francis is never coming back. Basically.
0: (laughs) If, if Miska goes out there and just has the game he had for those two first games where there's no like rebound control whatsoever, I I don't think Bednar is going to put up with it for a few more games. I mean, I think you'll you'll see a switch pretty quickly because I mean with the condensed schedule, you've got to have that number two ready to go. And the player's gotta feel solid about it too, right? Like playing in front of that guy, making sure that they feel like he's gonna at least pick up the first first shot on net and hopefully not kick it right out to the opposing team
2: that's coming in on you. So Tonight is a game where under normal circumstances I think Frankie would have been in there. But yeah they didn't have that ability to do that. Like that third goal is probably one of the, I don't even know if it's a particularly bad goal, but it's probably one of the worst goals Groovies give yeah. up this year. It
1: was definitely and,
2: and yeah, it, we're going to see in the next couple of weeks how this goalie situation is going to work out. I would play Werner on Friday if only because Miska, I'm assuming hasn't been able to do anything for the last seven days. And Werner, when I was able to go to practice last week, I thought he looked pretty good and he's been able to face NHL shooters consistently here so to me at this point you got to like you got to do what you feel like is best to win a game you got to win a game with your backup at some point
1: yeah it, i i mean i'm on the record actually disagreeing with that i don't think as long as grubauer's healthy i don't think your backup matters that much you play a backup for your your back-to-backs at very least just to keep grubauer fresh but I think the ads are good enough to make the playoffs, and and Grubauer is your man in the playoffs. Full stop. It, you're not relying on anyone else in that regard.
2: But uh, I definitely think so. But you need your backup to win some games if you're gonna if you want that top spot. Like yep. they're gonna need their backup to win yeah, a game are, or two. I think that's what do, fair. You,
0: what do you think the backup should do as far as like game splits? Like, it, are you saying he should go 50 percent on wins, or is
1: that higher?
2: this point I would take a win
1: <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a world where francois is healthy you'd you'd expect that minimum 50
2: 50 right but yeah yeah it, it it's how long do the to wait before they bring in another goalie because yeah grooby has never been like a big workload goalie in his career because he's been a backup to split with varley to split with Frankie for the most part last year because he couldn't stay healthy so We're gonna see. We're gonna find out.
1: Yeah, the cap situation is interesting for the Habs right
2: now. Um, And the whole thing about trading for a goalie is I don't like they're gonna have to what quarantine. I would assume like everything's weird right now. Yeah, there's it's a bunch of weird stuff for sure to say the least. Um,
1: I did want to talk about it, and we're. We're beating a dead horse a little bit, here, <laughs> but JT Confer, low man on TOI tonight, it continues to be invisible at best on any given night. Uh, there was already the conversation. Uh, I don't know if it was you, Evan, or AJ who who told us about this, but where Bednar had talked to Confer and said, "Look, man, we need more out of you." Yeah, uh, when when does the hammer drop? When does the other shoe fall on this one?
2: Yeah, because I did ask Bednar, I said, he, you know, he doesn't have an even-strength point this year. Like, what does he need to do? And he basically said, you know, I didn't like him at the start of the year. I feel like his effort and his intensity is trending up. But last two games, it's been back down again, where he's not doing anything. Yeah. The only guy without a shot attempt tonight, so at even-strength. So y- you do wonder, only played nine minutes, that third line. Like him and but like we we talked about it before, they put him, Jost and Nechushkin together at the end of the game, and you're not getting anything from that line offensively, you're just not. That's the reality of the situation. so yeah, you you do wonder at what point should they send a message where they're healthy and Logan O'Connor sitting there, put Jost at center and tell Confort, you know, you gotta watch tonight, <laughs> you know you yeah. gotta earn that spot back. It's a tough spot. It's a tough spot for sure, and
1: I look on a night where Nathan McKinnon's going off, you don't notice that as much. On a night where the Avs trying to grind through it, trying to find a dirty goal, that's where you notice the Avs bottom six's lack of production, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if the Avs want to go deep into the playoff run, they're going to have to start getting some more production out of those bottom six. I mean, that's you know, when you start getting into the playoffs, that can make or break a team right like the top six aren't scoring what is the bottom six doing to help kind of alleviate some of that pressure of
2: scoring a bunch of goals and games to win even then who was the wild card last year when they didn't when they needed a goal from someone who wasn't on that top line who was the guy who got it to him or gave it to him
1: i mean honestly is Vlad masnikov in the playoffs well
2: i was gonna say burakovsky was and, the guy. and Burakovsky has disappeared over the last handful of games. Yeah, he he has not looked good for a while, and yeah. he never has fit on the top line for me. Yeah, and he was an anchor there for the first period tonight to the point where they right Ben Benar ben- ben- was over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looked like the um, musical chairs there in the second and third though. Yeah, yeah. Though, so it was dangerous. Yeah, we got the blender <laughs> yeah. the last half of the game there. <laughs> the but yeah, and I. I didn't think any of the defensemen were good tonight, if I'm being honest. It was – Taves turned into superhuman man in the third period, but for the, if you look at the shot share, he got destroyed. His metrics were <laughs> bad. And I, I totally jinxed Timmins. I, I liked him in the first <laughs> yeah, period. Yeah. I, I've i been bagging him all year. I liked him in the first period because I, I felt like, you know, it wasn't perfect, but he was being aggressive. He was moving and he was jumping into the play. And then the first shift of the second period, he just – it was an immediate mess. penalty. <laughs> well, it was, he dropped it back to nobody <laughs> in his spot. Yeah. And then his penalty. Yeah. So it, yeah. When, when the top line's not going, then they they, they just didn't have anything from the depth guys tonight, other than the fourth line. Occasionally.
0: <laughs> makaro was trying to get a Nik- going by posting one off of his shoulder. Do you see that clapper that he took? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a couple a couple of Av shots hit their own guys in front tonight, but
2: Yeah, Nachushkin looks it's nothing nothing's happening there. Yeah. That's yeah, it's what so the
1: Avs have played a quarter of their games through the season so far. And you have Nachushkin leading the pack of the bottom six with three points. Confer has two. Jost has one point. Belmar has no points.
2: And I think Calvert has a single point as well. Belmore has no points this year. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even realize that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I saw somebody mention that they need choose in the lineup for his size. He doesn't even use it.
1: Yeah. He's, the time.
3: Not.
2: Like there not was at time one time. point he had Stevenson lined up and he just kinda went in there soft on him and Stevens Stevenson came away with a puck, which is just like that that's not that's not that's not what's supposed to happen there
1: what i agree with your take that none of the defense was good tonight is that something you live with because i mean let's face it the avs defense does have a bunch of 21 22 year old 19 and byram's
2: case year olds
1: on it they're gonna have off nights
2: yeah but it happens it was just a game where everyone seemed a little bit off and we know that this is we talked about it's if not the best defense in the league, it's one of the best defenses in the league. So they can have a night off. It's, it can happen. Um, yeah. I know everyone, everyone wants to see Shane Bowers. We all want to see yeah. Shane Bowers. <laughs> I'm not sure the organization knows he exists at this point. He seems, we said it the other day, I think he seems further away. Like it's not even worth
1: talking about him until he gets called up to the taxi squad. Cause he can't play for seven days until he gets called up to the taxi squad. So
2: until in they even place. like talk about him, Yep. And then Martin Kout's gone. Like no one knows what happened there. He's upper body injury, supposedly, but yeah. yeah. So at the at this point, yeah, if, if Comfort's coming out, you gotta put LOC back in there because yeah. LOC deserves a lineup spot the way he played. And he's
1: got two goals on the season. <laughs> the leech has got to be taught, if not being pulled on for Comfort at
2: this point, you have to think. So if you're going to preach accountability, you got to show it. Like, and it's been 15 games. And like, <laughs> I know everyone sees the
1: direct connection between, oh, Bowers and JTC cuz Bowers is a center, but the reality is JTC can play wing too. On his best game they played him at wing so far this year. <laughs> but if they bring in LOC to play wing, you just slide Jost over to center. It's a super easy move for the Abs to make. So, has
2: Joe, I guess they've been—they probably been switching off the last two games. Yeah, playing it's, been, center. it's been a little all over the place, for sure. Hasn't been good either way. <laughs> not great. <laughs> Definitely
1: not great. So, uh, yeah, obviously the cap situation is weird, right? Like, there are a bunch of different situations that the Avs can use to either decide not to call someone up, or you can get into an emergency situation where it doesn't count against the cap sometimes or you can use their ltir which they still will have because of francos because of ej if they choose to put them on ltir it's just the ASCAP situation is beyond human
2: understanding all right i don't understand it at all so anyone who asked me anything on twitter about cap i'd Sorry if I ignore you because I don't understand. The cap is beyond me at this point with all the emergency exceptions and all that stuff. Shout out to Dennis Gilbert getting hurt in the NHL. That's the old Ben Street move. Get did hurt get, when you're.
1: It, oh, yeah, he broke his nose. That's right. Duh. He,
2: well, he did something, but yeah, that was the Ben Street move. You get called up, get hurt, and then you get an NHL salary. Cashing that check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's You're going to get fought. hurt. Get hurt yeah. in
0: the NHL. <laughs> That's why he fought so quick. Like, I'm like, going
1: to break go. my hand on this guy's helmet <laughs> so fast.
2: <laughs> I swear, Ben Street did that, I think, two, maybe three years in a row. And it was long-term stuff. Yeah, so
1: The only thing I remember Ben Street for is getting getting colliding with Matthew Shane at the blue line. <laughs> <laughs> this is a th- one of my most popular clips ever it was him just like Duchesne's coming through the neutral zone and Street just steps in front of him and just <laughs> probably how he got hurt. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I look. Final thoughts on this game, on this series as a whole obviously, the game didn't feel great, but as the Avs, you're sitting at nine, five, and one, you hung with Vegas, the best team in whatever this conference is whatever you want to call it Honda are, are they gonna well the divisions the Honda West but how are they deciding the like conference finals this year is it is it reseeded
2: I don't actually know um aren't they doing crossover I don't even know at this point yeah, exactly <laughs> so nobody knows it's
1: a giant mystery but the AVS by points percentage are the second best team in the Honda uh, pretty handily. Sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> they're the second best team inside the Honda Pilot. Go buy yeah. the 2021 version. <laughs> zero down, zero deposit. Uh, <laughs> it is reseeded. Okay, so. Yeah,
2: that's what I thought. Like, they're, things get wild after the yeah, second so, round.
1: So whatever. The Evs, They're the reality is they're, they will likely have to go through Vegas in the, the first two rounds anyway. Yeah.
2: yeah. You didn't you didn't gain any ground, you didn't lose any ground, but you got a good idea of where you stand. Yep. And I think they should come out feeling pretty good about themselves. The series
1: I'm, as a whole, you have to think the Avs feel pretty good.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give Vegas this game. I thought they were the better team overall. You look at the first game the Avs hadn't played in, what, 12 days? Something like that, so eh, I don't know what to take about that game.
0: Yeah. And there was injuries, right? I think the abs feel pretty good about themselves and you know, you run into a hot goal, you run into a
1: hot goal. There's not much you can do about that. So there's, there's a parallel universe where the abs sweep this series, if not for Marc-Andre Fleury. So, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. We're going to get out of here for the night. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate you very much, especially all of you live here. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video and the YouTube channel. That helps us out a ton. Really do appreciate all of you. Yeah. uh, We will be back tomorrow with a normal show at 1 p.m., AJ and I. And then... Wednesday night, the Minnesota Wild game and post game. Hope y'all will join us for that one. Hopefully it's a little bit more of an entertaining game from the Avs side than this one. Evan, Blaze, thank you for for staying up and uh, talking about this hockey game
2: in which the Avs didn't score any goals. This was a reasonable time. That game flew by. That was what I was happy about. It's
1: not one in the morning when we're done with this podcast. That is true. It could
2: be worse. Yeah. Well, that was actually like a pretty short game. It kind of flew by, so I was pretty happy.
1: Not many penalties. Yeah, it went pretty quick. All right. On that note, we are out of here. Thank you again, and we will catch you guys tomorrow.